How people die, obstructive shock. Less going in means less going out. The pipe is under constant pressure, but what happens to the water when a big chunk of ice forms and blocks the pipe? The incoming flow will be obstructed, limiting the amount of water the pipes will be able to deliver. The same thing happens when an obstruction occurs in the venous network of the body. As you will recall, the veins bring the deoxygenated blood back to the heart to be reoxygenated through the pulmonary capillary bed. What would happen if the blood flow was reduced? The result would be shock, hypoperfusion. Without the ability to bring in full volume of blood to the heart, less will be pumped out of the body by the left ventricle. The bottleneck restricts traffic so the northbound lane is clear. What, what could cause these obstructions to flow? Pulmonary embolism. A blood clot or embolism of some sort, air, amniotic fluid, etc. creates an obstruction in the pulmonary capillary beds resulting in the patient experiencing crippling chest pain, hypotension, and marked respiratory distress. Tension pneumothorax. A buildup of air from the pneumothorax that creates a cavity of air inside the thoracic cavity resulting in tremendous pressure being exerted on the vena cava. Heart failure, especially the right ventricle. The right ventricle fails to pump the blood it receives to the lungs, which results in a backup of the blood to the body, dependent edema. Cardiac tamponade. Blood fill in the pericardial sac results in the right ventricle failing to push all the blood out with each contraction. The left ventricle fails to fill up due to the pressure exerted from the blood-filled pericardial sac. A similar condition can be found in pericarditis. Instead of the blood in the pericardial sac, the pericardial sac is filling with infectious pus and swelling. Other causes of shock. Anemia. Anemia is a condition that develops when your blood produces a less than normal amount of healthy red blood cells. If you have anemia, your body does not get enough oxygen-rich blood. The lack of oxygen can make you feel tired or weak. You may also have shortness of breath, dizziness, headaches, and an irregular heart rate beat. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, about 3 million people in the year have anemia. There are many types of anemia, including iron deficiency, vitamin B12 deficiency anemia, and hemolytic anemia. Mild anemia is a common and treatable condition that can result in anyone. It may come about suddenly or over time and may be caused by your diet medications you take or other medical condition. Anemia can also be chronic meaning it lasts a long time and may never go away completely. Some types of anemia are inherited. The most common type of anemia is iron deficiency anemia. Hypovolemia. Hypovolemia refers to a state of low extracellular fluid volume, generally secondary to combined sodium and water loss. All living organisms must maintain an adequate fluid balance to preserve homeostasis. Hypovolemia refers to a state of low extracellular fluid volume, Generally secondary to combined sodium and water loss, all living organisms must maintain an adequate fluid balance to preserve homeostasis. Water constitutes the most abundant fluid in the body at around 50% or 60% of the body weight. Total body water is divided into the intracellular fluid, which comprises 55 to 75%, and the extracellular fluid, which comprises around 25 to 45%. The Extracellular fluid is further divided into intravascular and extravascular interstitial spaces. Extracellular fluid is the more readily measured component as it can be estimated by arterial blood pressure. Vasodilatory shock. Vasodilatory shock is a critical manifestation of cardiovascular fa failure. 
there is uncontrolled vasodilation and vascular hyporesponsiveness to endogenous vasoconstrictors, causing the failure of physiologic vasoregulatory mechanisms. Unfortunately, only a few random studies exist to guide clinical management and hemodynamic stabilization in patients who do not respond to the standard approach of managing vasodilatory shock. Vasodilatory shock occurs anytime blood vessels dilate. Vasodilation can also be due to sepsis, anaphylaxis, or an insult to the spinal cord.